0: me, me, more. May you rest
1: in peace. AWESOME! Yes!
0: Yes! Yes! Oh, come here! You're running wild! I said give me a hell yeah! (laughs) Ha (gasps) ha! Woo! (laughs) Shooting place, wrestling report! welcome to the shooting blanks wrestling report i am the big guy ryback joined once again by raj geary of wrestling inc com. what's going on
1: uh, not much just just playing coronavirus it's like a video game where you don't want to you know <laughs> you're trying to avoid getting touched by the flame and then, you know we should have a uh, mask on for the show <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i got my bioaccelerator accelerator sent me a mask i should have it on yeah, my wife's a physical therapist, and they and she's not going in right now, but they still send her like a hundred masks. Oh, so.
0: really? Cool. I'm very self conscious with the mask because they pull my ears out a little bit, and they make me look a little bit like a what's the the Star Wars Yoda? The little <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Me, and my cheeks
1: puff up they'll, they'll Look,
0: I look huge. Very <laughs> self conscious of that. I had to with my ears when I was a kid, so it's bringing back horrible
1: memories. exactly Uh, well uh, another uh, we're we're now in May April was the first full month of empty lists no crowd wrestling shows uh, and you're seeing the ratings drop across the board. All the shows are doing, you know, their, their record lows. And, and that happened again this past week. Raw drew its lowest rating ever. Uh, SmackDown. Uh, AEW and NXT are near their lows. Uh, AEW was down last week, as was NXT. But, you know, they're, they're around their, their low ratings. So. We'll have to see if, if these guys are losing their audiences for good, if, if a good chunk of the audience is, is gone, or if they'll come back once the crowds are back. But um, this past week, uh, Dynamite, uh, it drew 693 viewers, beating six hundred thirty seven thousand six hundred ninety three thousand 693,000 viewers, beating the 637,000 viewers garnered by NXT. So Dynamite wins again. one... I think they've only lost five weeks so far, or t- tied or lost five weeks, so good you know it's good that they beat good for them that they beat nxt but they are actually down the most percentage wise uh in total viewers from before coronavirus to after
0: yeah and again the talent on both sides the, the talent are doing the, a phenomenal job going out there and they're just they're working they're doing it, it's not easy and i think everyone the talent has adjusted well with this i think um And they all, we, in coming in through developmental and and everybody and working, usually when you're training, you have a lot of, usually by the time you get to TV, you have a lot of experience of wrestling in front of very little crowds or no crowds and and just training and doing matches, which are typically the toughest because to create an emotion that's, and an energy that's not there is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, People being at home, you would think though, like I said, you have more people sitting at home now than ever and there's no excuse like the, the competition what there's not like it, it should be you should be seeing if this was truly something that people wanted to watch the the numbers would be would be higher than normal because there's more right. people at home uh that's not the case and um again though i think they're not the, the companies both sides are all every company running i think they probably assume that once crowds are back that the, the business will see a, a little bit of a pickup again. And I, and I, I don't know. I think I would yeah. think it would, because I think there's a lot of people like I, I don't watch it nearly as much now. I'm just not interested. But I will say, and I did watch a good portion of AEW. I really, really think they have come so far, just as far, just in the production value and uh, improving things. And I'm looking at the guys and the talent and it's one of those things it, the more you see them on TV, their value starts to increase over time. And I, I think that it's slowly starting to happen um with the guys. And I like them they got, you know, having Archer there and Wardlow. I think they're they they put some good pieces in in Brody, Brody Lee in there. That these guys, if there was a crowd there, I think it would it would be even better specifically for those guys. And having Colt Cabana there, I think, is a good pickup. I, I just, I like the the direction of AEW that they're going, and I think they get a few more pieces. Like I said, and just over time, I don't know. I just the, even the thing with like Jericho and the the bubbly bunch, and just the create from a creative <laughs> aspect. Right. What I we talked about just doing promos at home. I feel like they were giving us giving us some more entertainment in a creative way, and and I you know I don't know. The more I'm looking at it, it's I feel like they're with Cody, Tony, and the group they have. Like the power of being hungry is a very real thing. They're so much hungrier than WWE. Like Hunter is is very complacent. I feel like from a financial standpoint, and from just he's done in the business and the, the things that with Vince and he kind of just married into it and he's worked really hard and done great things, but he's never like I don't know. It's just like this is Tony Khan's like his money on the line, you know, you're just going to be a little more driven, a little more passionate behind it. Cody driven because of his father, his history with the company, it goes deep. Hold yeah. connection to WCW. I, the more I'm watching them and seeing how they're, they're taking pieces of WCW, which I love them doing that, but not being WCW. It, it's, I just see it, it's, it's a very, very good thing. And I think once the crowds are back, I think things are going to continue to go in the favor of AEW if they keep doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to admit, you know, w- with these empty list arena shows, you need to help anywhere you can get it. And AEW, they are trying everything by putting Jericho on commentary and you Love see it. the effort. Whereas WWE, my, my, my main cr- criticism with them is they're trying to do the same show. They always do the yeah. same commentary team. They're not mixing it up. You're not seeing them trying really different things. It's, it's, it's a lot of the same. So
0: I um, will tell you Jericho on commentary. And we, t- I said it before <laughs> it's worth the price of admission alone. Absolutely. And he's, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting and I'm working, I'm doing my things. And I, I had the sound up for the show. Usually I'll put a book on and keep the sound down a lot of times, but since Chris has been on camp commentary, I keep, I don't, I'm not listening to a book. I go, holy shit. Like I'm actually invested in listening because he pops me and I laugh throughout. I was walking into the kitchen to go get something and he just said something random. And I don't know what, I just, I just stopped and laughed hysterically. I, it's just because it's, he's absurd. He plays that character. So great. And but he knows how to do it. It was, it's good stuff, man. They're the fact that they're trying that that's enough to make. And for me, I don't like watching the empty arena shows. Right, where it made it more enjoyable for me. So, and as watching as a fan, so it's working.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, he reminds me of like Lawler back in his prime, or uh, Jesse yeah. the Body Venture or Bobby the Brain Heenan. Where it could be a boring match, but they were so entertaining that you didn't you didn't notice. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's just it's. Uh, I can't remember. He was he said something. I think it was the Wardlow match, but he just said something about like a muscle something. I don't know. It's just the way he just it was. It was good stuff. He yeah. said something about like Muscle Magazine, but it's just like
1: it was he he said it in a weird way and I just I like holy shit that that's good there was a line I don't know if you caught it where uh, he talked about Cody beating a, a young I want to say his name is Austin Woods is basically Xavier Woods' real name. Okay. Uh, he, he said he he beat him in wrestling in college I mean in high school which is true like they, they had wrestled in high school and Cody Rhodes beat Xavier Woods but just dropping references like that and it's uh, it was good stuff. Just very
0: very humorous and he's he's great on the fly it it comes off like it's on the fly maybe he's well prepared I don't it, but it, it's it's fantastic either way and i think that's what bubble ray dudley was talking about about putting people on commentary on wwe side is because you need something to to kind of keep your attention to not remind you that you're watching an empty arena wrestling match
1: yeah i would love for wwe to bring back jesse for a little bit Uh, did you see that he's thinking about running for president i did i did i started following
0: him on twitter and uh he's yeah i mean we'll see what happens it's
1: yeah, we we had interviewed him on wrestling uh, a few years ago, and he is he's a he knows his stuff. He's a really smart guy. You don't become governor, you know, not knowing your stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. No, he he's extremely intelligent,
0: which is I think yeah. a lot of people have that that stigma, and I've dealt with it where they think like pro wrestlers aren't capable of being highly intelligent human beings, and. It's not to say that it's not always the case, but it's there's Jesse is very well informed. I feel it would be great to talk to him eventually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Samoa Joe was brought back to Raw uh, on and joined the commentary team. So Jerry Lawler was out, but they still use Jerry Lawler uh, as an interviewer for a segment later in the show. But Samoa Joe uh, is back for now. Uh, n- not sure if he's going to stay in the commentary role for a bit, or this is just a way to ease him in uh, until he's cleared for action.
0: He's been back now multiple times with this. And uh, I, again, I think the, the consensus is, is he's fantastic on commentary. And I think he adds value to the commentary team. I don't. There's always stuff going on, even in us. And you never know what's truly going on with it, how bad it is. He's had a long career. We've we talked about, and he's he's gone hard. He's put a lot of miles on the body, and when those concussions start happening, I mean, we've seen it. look, how long Daniel Bryan was out of the out. I mean, right. it's so. This is can be, if they have any suspicion or inkling that you could be uh, in a bad way. Not that they, from a company standpoint, care about you. <coughs> They've proven that they don't. But they will protect themselves, and in turn, protect you and which is it is what it is and we'll just have to see i mean he could i'm happy if he collects a paycheck and he's happy and he could stay healthy i think you got to look at the big picture and you know maybe down the line if there's an opportunity to try it again i think he, he definitely still has a, a lot of unfinished business in the wwe from a from a
1: physical standpoint yeah yeah he's definitely very talented but it does seem like his body has kind of been turning on him lately um Jinder Mahal also returned. WWE was, they were really pushing on commentary that he was a former world champion. And they had stopped mentioning that the last time he was on TV. And he was basically enhancement talent towards the end. And uh, so it looks like they're going to be giving him a big push. And uh, I'm guessing they're moving him into a feud with Drew based on their history with both being in 3MB.
0: Yeah, that could be one of those things when when you leave TV for a bit. And he was off, I think, for like nine or ten months for a pretty significant period of time they just assume that everyone forgets uh, everything and uh, so this is one of those things i don't think jinders in the circle i don't think he ever was in the circle i think that he served a purpose for them by putting the title on him for whatever the whole we the, the rumors of that whole thing with india whatever the reason was and then he was in that for a period of time and you see the guys that are in the circle will stay booked really well after they you know he wasn't and it was relegated back to no entrance which is the worst thing for any wrestler when that's when you're getting put out there with no entrance that's right shit's not good i don't care what anyone's it's not good and yeah. um this is kind of a way i think he'll be used for a matchup for drew and where it's not gonna they're gonna make gender look like he was this former champion build him up and to serve the purpose of getting a, a one-off, probably with Drew. My personal opinion, may, I hope it's more for him. And, right. and but just based on how they have used him throughout,
1: he's never never been in in the circle. Yeah. yeah. Also, this week the uh, the releases continued. Uh, Curtis Axel was really someone you're very familiar with. Uh, he, I, I didn't re I totally forgot that he's actually been, you know, involved with WWE in the developmental system since 2007. He's been there a long time. So, uh, 13 years and yeah, he was, he was, uh, released this week.
0: Yeah. That, uh, I sent him a, a voice message yesterday and I'm sure hopefully hear back from him soon. I'd like to get him on the show. Just not even talk, just bullshit stories. We had a lot of good times. Um, yeah. That one, I saw that I was actually recording the, sh- the show yesterday and, uh, I got on my, checked my phone after and saw the tweets with tagged with stuff with him. I go, no nah, man. And then looked and saw he, he'd been released and I just but one in one way. I'm very happy for him because I feel like he was never going to be allowed to be himself or to do anything significant there. Um, In the other hand, though, I know he has a wife and and kids, and and I know them, and it's when you have a steady paycheck coming in for years, and then that all of a sudden is not going to be there anymore in this times of uncertainty, it makes me a little bit upset that he got released within like the other guys like Heath that I personally am invested in, and no. I just think it's horrible timing with everything, but hopefully all this is easing up. I think – and i truly mean this like with heath and him joe if he could be joe henning i think AEW can get some great great stuff out of him and i think he could he could add to that roster um in one one way or another um we've seen it WWE uh if you look at a lot of our like backstage stuff i thought me and him had great chemistry together and and i wish we could have had tv stuff because it would have been a lot better it was it was a lot for dot com and things and it was a lot of what was going on with me and with during that period and it was what it was but even you saw like the B team stuff like they got that over to a degree not saying they're going to be main event stuff with it but the crowd the music was catchy the people were with it and you saw they, they were him and bo they're just victims of no matter what they do if they even get if it's supposed to be a low mid card act and they get it over you'd see though they pulled them off tv again and like they leave them off tv and they they just well, that they did that all the time, and I don't understand. They do it to Bo and to him, and it's just crazy. That whole system, and like even Bo and Bray being brothers, how different it's been for both of them. Sure. Right. And Bo was actually the one used better in developmental.
1: Right, he was the NXT champion. Yeah,
0: and then <laughs> like in I, I I can't figure it out. But Curtis Axel, there's always been something, and I don't believe it's with Curtis. I honestly believe there's something, and I've said it before, with his dad, Mister Perfect, with either Hunter or Vince, and them not something not sitting well with them. And Curtis is always, and not to say they hate Curtis or anything, but we've seen it with Vince, with the, they will just toy with people for their whole life with that over over something that had nothing to personally do with him, and because uh, there's nothing else to me that explains the kind of how he's been used and undervalued and underpaid. For for his entire time there, and I get mad because I wish guys like him got the big paydays at some point like, because they they gave so much to so many guys in that company. And he's like Heath; he's so selfless, man. Really, like he'll go out there and make you look like a million bucks. And I've wrestled him at various points, and after we split up and stuff, and he know like he knew he was like, this is for you, big guy. And like he's just yeah, we're friends, but he's not trying to go out there and get himself over because he knows what's being asked of him. So that that makes me mad when guys like that aren't kept around from that standpoint and and rewarded because you – I don't know. I just – I'm personally invested in it, so it bothers me more than others with that, and he's a great guy. I I think I would love for him to go to AEW, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, WWE also released Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez was obviously on a bigger money deal, former UFC heavyweight champion. He defeated Brock Lesnar uh, to win his first UFC title. Uh, he was signed last October uh, to a multi-year contract and had the one match with Lesnar and really wasn't used again. He's had you know knee issues and and things like that, but he was expected to be in the Royal Rumble, never was, and, and never really appeared on TV after that. Yeah, that one was
0: one. He he'd been out of the picture. I think they got they got what they wanted out of him. I think they were going to be if they got two of it with him and Brock, that probably would have been their ideal. Circumstances or ideal thing that they would have wanted with that, um, they had Bro- Brock avenge the UFC loss with that and um, with his injuries, and he's one of the greatest MMA heavyweights of all time. I mean, in his p in his prime, the guy was just an absolute beast. He still is. It's just so hard to start something new at this stage of the game, and not to say that he he can't, and he because he already has had some success with it. It's just that scheduled too, you know, maybe a place like AEW would be the the more fitting place for him or impact wrestling. Maybe impacts the, the way to go for a bit and to see if he can stay healthy, how his body is. I don't know. It's just wrestling is so physically hard on the body yeah. that once your body's already in a state where you've had some, you know, significant injuries like that unless like too, like with surgeries like he's had back surgery whereas i've done stem cells and regrown my disc my back is all better i haven't had fusions or anything like that if i had i wouldn't be the same and i know that and that's why i avoided that so it's just i don't know i uh horrible situation i think he he can add value somewhere
1: though yeah i think yeah especially if you give him a manager because he he's He's not the most charism- charismatic guy, but if you got him someone like a Paul Heyman or you know someone where you know do the talking for him and have him be the heavy and you know keep him dominant and you know, his yeah. matches short, you know I think it you could have something there. And I'll just say this
0: is just random armchair booking, but you take a guy like that and where he's new to the wrestling world, it's very hard. And I even saw it with Ronda, and it was great. Ronda did a good job over time. It's it takes so many years and most people still never get comfortable to just be able to right. let yourself go and to be completely just in character and, and not real not worry not, don't care about anything. It's not an easy thing to do. A guy like Kane, if you and this is I, you take the guy the, the guys LAX, the guys in Jericho's inner, inner circle, very entertaining guys and you say and you did something where they broke off from that and went with Kane and put a trio together with, I think that would help bring out a lot of character in Kane with guys like that. And like, I like just stuff like that, that's random armchair booking, but in hand, putting people around him to, in to help ease that, that, that pressure of where the camera's just on you. And like, they did it with putting Ray with him, but like Ray's not also the most charismatic or oh, he's, he's worn a mask his entire career and he can give Ray can give great promos and heartfelt promos, but he's not necessarily a, a, a humorous character. Somebody that jokes around a lot in character. So where I don't think that maybe it, that couldn't have brought out the best in Kane, but if you put the right people around him or the right manager, definitely, definitely see
1: tremendous value. Yeah. Uh, also Gerald Briscoe, uh, was furloughed, uh, this, pe- it was revealed this past week. I'm not sure if it, it happened the week before when they did all the, the firings and furloughs, but, uh, Briscoe had been with WWE slash WWF since 1984. So a long time, uh, uh, he had been working as a scout, uh, but you know, again, he's furloughed, so he could be brought back, uh, when things change. Which I'm hoping is the case. He's he's done so much for for
0: WWE and for Vince. I mean, he's he's one of those guys. But we've seen Vince cut ties with guys that that have been a part of that 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 from the beginning with him. You know, of building all of this. Um, and it, I just uh, I, Jerry. I, I came up with Wes Wes Briscoe, his son, in developmental, and always a great guy. And Jerry was always so fantastic with me. I mean, he he came up to me in in. When I was in FCW as Ryback, the Terminator character, and uh, I'd had a match and I was just, I was new back to being back in the system and got brought back brought back, and um, I never got a lot of positive reinforcement from anyone as far as, I, there was positive reinforcement, but like as far as anyone from the office, and he was still in a, a, a position there at the time. And he just said, you're going to be a major star in this company. And he even said, he said, he goes, you're going to, he goes, I could see you beating the undertaker streak. This was when undertaker dead serious. And I remember thinking like, holy shit, like he sees something in me that was, and I always, I'll never forget that with him. And he's never bullshitted me on just anything. He's always just been, he's not, he's a straight shooter. If you suck, he'll tell you, you suck. He's 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 a badass. And, uh, I remember thinking like, fuck, okay. That was like, gave me a real confidence boost at the time. So I've always, man, I, nothing just, the guy's always just treated me good, but, uh, I hope he gets brought back with all this and, and continues to get a paycheck till the day
1: that, that he moves on. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a random question here, but You mentioned the undertaker streak and how uh, he, had, uh, you know, seen you as someone possibly ending it. Do you think the undertaker ending it to Brock was the right decision
0: Based off of how Brock has been used since, in such a key part of the company, I think that goes that enhances Brock's legacy in, in the world of WWE. Yeah. It's someone ideally you would maybe want it to be somewhat on the on the rise already. It could have really, really boosted someone else. I don't know. It's it's such a. It, I think Brock's done so well with it, and Brock is also one of those. From WWE standpoint, they're very careful on who they want, how big they want people to get. Brock was already established; he was at the level that he was going to get and get to the money there. Keep it in the family, so to speak. So it's Brock's already the guy, and Brock's not going to go do movies. He doesn't. They're not worried about that with him as much. So maybe from that standpoint, and it was it's their business. They thought that was the right call, and I think the based on Brock's legacy and his dominance of from his beginning to now in WWE, I don't I don't, I don't have no problem with it. I think yeah. it's, and also you're afraid if maybe you do do it with a new guy or somebody that um, there could be backlash from the fans where that, ca- that guy will never fully ever be accepted also. Whereas Brock was already, it's Brock. You know right. what I mean? It, it's yeah. b- former UFC heavyweight <sighs> champion. There's really nothing you could say, you know, other than, You'd like to see Undertaker stay undefeated, but nothing lasts forever. It was, it's, I think people now, time is enough, time has gone by. It, it, it's over with. We'll never see that probably ever again.
1: Great. I know, as just watching as an outsider, the Undertaker streak, his, his WrestleMania matches were losing a lot of intrigue because you just figured he was going to win every year. And uh, you know, I, I feel like there was so much value in that streak ending, and at some point you had to transfer it to someone. Otherwise, it, it's kind of a waste. And uh, Brock, you know, I think that was the right guy. He was as as weird as it sounds. He was almost floundering a little bit before that because they had him lose his first match to Cena. He lost to Triple H at the Mania before. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, um, I will
0: say I remember sitting in catering. I think it might have been me and Dolph, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, nobody knew what was going on. And I just remember it was a huge catering. We were up front in the TV. Everybody just stopped on the one, two, three, and like looked at each other in there. Everyone just everyone just like, wait, did this? How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, when you look at the, the shots they got from the crowd. It right. it,
1: it, it served its purpose. It yeah. had to happen eventually, so it was... Yeah, it's one of those when you give star ratings or whatever to matches, but that, to me, is a five-star because that finish and how it shocked people, and people will never forget it, you know? And that's what wrestling's supposed to be, in my opinion.
0: Wrestling is about, it's like the Rock Hogan match. It's that right. fan interaction. That match will always be number one to me with that yeah. because of the, the, you can't, it, 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 it brings out emotion, right it's not it's not they, and they that just goes to show you now if you could do that and have some cool stuff in there right. even better but mm-hmm. i'm just that's the p- point of pro wrestling is to elicit the emotion of the reactions um, yeah. and the genuine the that feeling like when you're watching a movie and i always use terminator because i fucking love arnold but when he's <laughs> going down in that fucking lava and t2 with the thumbs up it's a fucking emotional scene right though because you're so invent that's pro wrestling right there if you can yeah. get that feeling that movie feeling you fucking won, and, and that that to me is
1: what it's all about. Yeah, I, I mentioned the ratings earlier. Raw uh, Monday night did its lowest rating ever with one point eight one seven million viewers on USA. Uh, it, it started with one point nine the first hour, one point eight eight basically one point nine the second, and then dropped to one point six million in the third. So that's the lowest rated third hour. Uh, the the contract. S- signing segment, the end of the show is the lowest rated quarter hour in, in raw history. So other shows are up. Wrestling is down uh, across the board. Uh, and by other shows, I mean, you know, network shows and things like that.
0: People are, people are at home watching TV. They're, people are on their, on their phones more. It's um, it, the, the crowd is extremely important. It, it the energy Raj, it, it's what makes pro wrestling. It's what I love about it. Yeah, it's that that interaction with with the people and that energy. It's with that not there, it's not the same. Which you know, I can, it's not the talent's fault. It, they're right. just going. You can only do what you, you you're asked to go out and do. So, and I think they've done a great job. But I, w- people aren't interested as a whole. Yeah. We'll have to see how it bounces back when everything's back to normal, or you know, normal but- is
1: right and Vince had said like raw ratings are down because of the new talent but he said Smackdown had been the same which is not the case Smackdown has also been down quite a bit yeah. it dropped to 2 million viewers uh, last week with the Triple H celebration so you're talking about new talent this this is not the case on Smackdown when a half hour was Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Vince at the end Uh, Only doing two million viewers. Uh, It was up against the NFL draft, but still, it was last uh, in the demo and last in total viewers for the night. You know, if it was just a case of the draft, it still would have been number two or number three. It just wouldn't have beaten the draft. But we'll see how if it rebounds. But that was a really bad number for a show focused around Triple H. And I saw that, and I saw parts of that, and I think,
0: man, they WWE. I think they're so lazy sometimes with their stuff. And I love that that whole thing was. I get it. Triple H and the business is great. But awkward is is an understatement, I think, with the whole thing and Vince like out it's just oh it was it doesn't I'm like, what the fuck is like Vince is off. Like Vince don't look right with me. Like I don't something ain't right, man. And I'm sure he's stressed the hell out with everything. But like even like the package, like they just show like the hunter, they show that same intro over and over for the ten moments. I'm like right. I, I, I I shut it off after a bit and I was like, I can't stand that. Like, man, it, it's it, it, it's too much. It's like, rather, put some more entertaining content. You don't need to show that little intro clip to kill time. Yeah. You're going to draw, you're just like, it's like showing an ad over and over again. You're like, you you got it. There's a number there that you want, but you don't want it in too much. And like, they would do one and then, you know, a minute later, do it again. Right. And I was just like, man, it's just, it's, it's lazy creative to me on that. And that's just my opinion right. on it. But yeah, not good. People aren't tuning in. it's, and- that's a moment you would want. I wouldn't even do it. Like I would, I would just wait. And like, do you have a crowd
1: there? It's just wasted. Yeah, and you mentioned Vince. That was it was concerning. He's the one, you know, running the largest wrestling company by far in the world. And seeing him out there, it was it was kind of scary. Uh, he was just rambling. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Uh, it was it was weird. No, and I saw too, and I don't know, Dutch Mantel put out the
0: thing that, who, very intelligent man. I've talked to him quite a bit. Very, very smart, creative human being uh, in in the world of pro wrestling and outside of it as well. And mentioning WWE, hearing rumors of of them possibly being sold, how true that is. I don't know, but I I called that a long time ago and I've said it. And I really, it, it would not shock me if this goes down at some
1: point. It's, I, it's just. I, I can know. see it. I think what Dutch meant. What he probably misheard was there WWE has been talking about selling the network. Yeah. Uh and in Vince McMahon talked about it on the last call and he said, you know, they, they've been talking with partners about possibly selling he said this time the network as opposed to just pay-per-views. Um I don't know. Again, who knows? He might have misspoken. You could see he's been a little off lately. He maybe he did mean just pay-per-views, but he said the network. But I, I I agree with you. I I see Vince getting to the point where uh, running this company, you know, this company is probably no longer worth it. And it's probably better to sell to a Disney or a Fox, but I just don't see anyone wanting to put that kind of money in something right now. I I mean, Fox or Disney right now with everything that's going on and having to cut all sorts of costs across the board. I agree.
0: And when you look though, too, over the, the amount of CEOs that have stepped down in, in top positions the last few years, there's a lot of them, especially, especially this last year, there's been a lot, um, the world is changing and, mm-hmm. and things Vince is, is. And I think to say he's done a great job at surrounding himself. He's made that company, nothing but respect from a business standpoint on, on what he's been able to achieve. I don't agree with a lot of the ways he treats people in different things, but from a, and I know just creating my business and watching it grow. Holy hell, man, that guy, it's a lifetime of work. And right. so I, I commend that, but you can only go so high. And I think he hit his high quite a long time ago. And, and it's, if he's thinking about selling the network, what, no matter what, that is the WWE. And there's going to, in the TV, it, it's all going to, I don't, I don't see him just like, just showing up to TV. And I just, I, I think if he sells it, I think he sells all of it. Or if he's doing it in, maybe he is doing it in stages where in, in, in a lot's going to depend here on what happens when, when all this kind of calms down. But The fact those discussions are even, he's acknowledged they are going on. I think in having Hunter in his ear and things it's eventually it has to happen. It has to, and it's going to happen to one of those companies that are larger than him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, and with his health and things, seeing him on camera, I'm sure there's, I remember always hearing rumors about his health when I was there. Mm-hmm. Like doctors leaving to go check on him during TV and rant, like legit, like being getting taped, and the t- trainer and the doctor getting a call. You got to come see Vince now. Like, yeah, who knows what it could have been? But I, and just knowing and talking to them, his health wasn't always the greatest, and he's he's definitely older, and he's put a lot of miles on his body with the steroids and things of that nature over the years, and and because there's no joke, he's done him his entire adult life, like. And it's no secret. So that shit, most people around his age, that's when they go on him. So yeah. i not sure. Uh,
1: while most of the other shows are down, Dark Side of the Ring is up. It, 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 it aired a show on Dr. D, uh, David Schultz, last week. And it did 255,000 viewers. Uh, second biggest audience for that show in, in history. So uh, they've done really well this season. So while other shows are down, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, they've been up creating just compelling,
0: compelling, uh, programming. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I got to watch that one. I'd seen the, the Chris Benoit one and, and I thought they did a, a, a just a, a great job on that. Uh, yeah. people are clearly interested in that story with Dr. D and, uh, I've seen the clip. I've not seen the, that, though, but I've seen the clip and it's intense. And with Vince like coming in there and it's crazy, like seeing footage back from that period of time and you, it's just, um, you know, he was. It was one of those moments. It was a different time, and uh, that was one hell of a one hell of a slap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Which I mean, that, if that
1: he, if that happened today, that's right. Oh man, yeah, he hit him hard twice. I mean, watch I don't it. agree with it, but uh, it right. Just, Yeah, you watch it. I mean, John Stossel did come across as just uh, you know really pompous, but hitting someone like that—if you're that dumb—you deserve to be fired, um, in my opinion. But uh, that guy was being an ass. Uh, And then the back
0: again—it's backstage at WWE and all the talent are back there, and yeah,
1: that,
0: that for that guy to ask that question in that environment is is very very ignorant. And but in it's. Things back then, I and mean, just knowing the wrestling business, he could have been having a bad day even going into that, and that just set him off. And but you can't,
1: yeah, you can't. I mean, hey. it, it, he he whacked him. So yeah, and I it, the way he asked it to uh, Stossel, he didn't ask. So is this fake? He said, "I think you're a fake" or something. Is uh, or a more personal it, kind of. Yeah, but, it was really pricky yeah. the way he asked it. But anyway, yeah. Um, uh, last couple things, a couple of quick items. Uh, Kevin Dunn sold 1.5 million dollars of company stock uh, this past week. He sold 33,000 shares on Wednesday at $45.46 per share, so the total is 1.5 million. So, um, yeah, you have been seeing these big exec, you know, top executives at WWE over the years uh, turning, you know, selling a lot of stock and WWE is actually getting sued. There has been multiple class action lawsuits uh, filed and so uh, obviously they're hoping to all become one big class in, class action lawsuit saying that WWE misled investors uh, and you know stuff about Saudi Arabia, um, saying that they didn't uh, inform shareholders about everything that was going on with Saudi Arabia. So um, yeah, more headaches for WWE on that front. That's uh, it's not a good thing
0: with all the, just with the timing of all this and with Vince, with the XFL, with, with that lawsuit with Oliver, was Oliver luck. Is it? Oh, well, that's the guy. Is that, is that the guy with yeah. the other? Yeah. And, yeah, I um, see. I don't know. It's stressful times whenever you see, and I saw there was another WWE executive that sold some shares as well. Um, which makes you, when they start selling some of their position off with things, and then there's the talk of the selling and, do they have some, some information that, you know, unload some of their shares because they think the price is, is possibly going to come down over time. And if, you know, if there is news of selling, I don't know which way the, the company goes, you know, because it's never, it, it, it's hard to, it just all depends on what that news is. So,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Um- this is just coming out uh, as we're speaking, but uh, Florida Governor DeSantis, uh, he is saying that he's looking to open Florida up basically in the next week, uh, start opening it up. I, they, they've already started, but allowing uh, buildings to be at 25 percent capacity by next week. So that would mean AEW and WWE. So they would allow fans to attend the events, but limit occupancy to 25 percent of capacity. Um Wow. No, I, yeah. I mean, eventually and I talked about
0: it here. Now knowing the info, we didn't know the information before. You can only go by what you're being told. And now, and we, and I've seen it with the testing coming out, the, the, the death rate is very, very small with, with the, as the testing's becoming more prevalent, it, it really, it, it's, and I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy with an opinion and just, you can only look at the things. I think, I think we have to get to normal. It, Eventually, and I was against, I with every all the other sporting things, protecting the talent, I'm against that wrestling didn't initially, mm-hmm. and I've said that, it, it bothers me, just it shows the, what the wrestling business is compared to everything else, but I do now think, now having this information, okay, we need to get back to, to start working towards normal mm-hmm. again.
1: Yeah, they really need to start testing asymptomatic people because most you're talking about the death rate is probably much lower uh, because asymptomatic people aren't being tested. It's only people with symptoms. Um, But once you can start testing asymptomatic people so they know not to get out of the house, if they have it, they stay in because they're the ones, I think, really, uh, really spreading it right now because you don't have any symptoms. So you wouldn't know.
0: Yeah. So it's we need to get that. and, And again, i talked we talked about it. Hospitals here are empty. I have friends, people that their wives have been let go as nurses because the hospitals, nobody's going in there. And there's not, they're not overwhelmed with viruses. Not to, not to say that there wasn't a, a portion at one point in New York, maybe based off what we were seeing. Oh, yeah. Again, nobody really, really, I mean, people have clearly died
1: from this. It's not, but people die from things all the time. We've lucked out that nothing got as bad as New York because it seemed like what was happening in New York was going to happen everywhere. Well, and that's literally- what they wanted
0: us all to believe. Yeah, and it wasn't. And it now is that because everyone with social distancing? I don't know. I've seen the grocery stores here, and it's not really. People are just crowded into the stores. Yeah, I don't. And there, it's and the stores were packed day after day after day, and all the essential businesses were were busy. So people and people here were out and
1: about still, and yeah, and everything. (laughs) When when they talk about opening up, it's in phases, so it's not like. You're just, you know, all your your nightclubs. You're going to be able to go to the the club till two a.m. Um, That's close to the. By the way, Vegas, like till the
0: fifteenth of June, they're not. They're talking about like bars and gyms, and now that could be changed because everything's kind of going week to week here. But they have like a rollout plan in place now, where hair salons and certain businesses, tw- like twenty five percent, fifty percent capacity, and uh, to get businesses going again. And I think you have to. You can't live in fear. They can't. People are. And I'm. And I'm is. Just I have nothing to gain. I'm already I've had my best months ever, business wise. I don't I'm not like thinking I need the business. I, I'm better than ever. I'm looking at this from the from a world standpoint. You gotta in the the consequences of what you're punishing people for something that this is now having this information coming out, where test asymptomatic people and, and, and protect the elderly and the weak and the people with pre existing conditions and um and let's let's get back to
1: to living life. Uh, You you said Vegas is June 15th. Florida, phase one starts Monday, and that includes bars, restaurants, nightclubs, uh, gyms and fitness centers. So starting Monday, bars, restaurants, nightclubs and gyms are going to be open, but they operate at 50 percent of the building capacity. So Florida will be one to keep an eye on because if if they, you know, don't. Uh, you know, if they stay under the curve, you know, below the curve uh, while opening up, that's that can really lead to everyone opening up not much more. sooner. I think that's what's so I'm it's like, OK, let's
0: go. Let's see. And uh, everyone's doing it. I think you you have to. You just have to. It's not the, the, the they you, they've shut things down. How many weeks has it been now that this has gone? Has this been about six weeks? It started mid-March. More or less. Yeah. So So, close to six weeks, uh, right around that. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take, maybe a few days. But it's, you can't. We talked off the air. Like, I mean, there's so many people with small businesses that that are are shut down for good and they'll never bounce back. Like, they never will. They'll work for people the rest of their lives. And it's, it's, and there's people that just, I know I told you people that message me, I have a hundred bucks to my name and like they have, like, they're just nothing. Yeah, They have no way, they can't go get, there's no jobs. There's You're telling people just to sit home and nobody's, th- those little checks, those little checks were gone quickly for most people. And um, nobody's going to be there once everything does start opening. There's not going to be as many jobs available. There's like, there's just a lot of problems with this. The longer this goes on, far worse than what we're seeing with these percentages. So yeah, whatever this uh, thing uh, is, I think it, I think everyone with a brain sees something slightly off with this.
1: All right. Uh one last item. Uh you've dealt with trademark issues with WWE yeah. in the past. WWE they're opposing trademarks filed by the revival. Uh the revival had uh filed a trademark no flips, just fists, and say yeah. Uh Cody Rhodes had filed to trademark Slambury and the match beyond. WWE is opposing those as well. So um yeah.
0: yeah I don't like it. I I, I I don't I don't understand like the There's just no need for it. There's no need. And I I don't, with the revival, this is the petty stuff. It's like telling me they wanted me to hand over my social media to try to prevent everything. And I've known they've gone to lengths to try to stop stuff. Like, it is. And now me with my Ryback trademark, which I could use everywhere, my name, because it's legally my name. But they want the ownership of it and for merchandising. And I I got mine in August coming up, which I got to get a hold. I will make one phone call and and i will go through vince's brother and i will get one call i will try to and see if they don't drop it i will unleash fucking hell on them with some serious shit like and i've, I've held it over them for years which is how i've got my way with them because i i just i don't have time for their petty little bullshit those guys man i feel bad for them i hope i wish they i wish everyone had the stuff i had on them with some of the stuff some of the cena stuff and the alex Riley stuff and jane Geddes, that dumb bitch like and i say that it's she's a dumb bitch and you know, i'll never it's I've, i try every day to let go of stuff and i've been successful at other things but man they're just petty motherfuckers and uh you got to play their own game sometimes it's the only way to to fucking beat them otherwise they'll run all over you so it sucks for those guys it's because what they're going to do is tie it up and prevent them from from doing things with it and it's just why they're not there anymore that those trademarks have nothing to do with wwe Yeah, I I hate it. I hate it all the way around, and that comes from Vince and that bully culture and him hiring all those people around him. I get hot over it when I talk about it. It's just such—it's a horrible environment and horrible people.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, that uh, that about does it for this week. Next week we got Money in the Bank coming up. We got two pay per views this month. It looks like fans might be starting to be back loud uh, in in a measured uh, way. So, uh, big month coming up ahead. Good deal, Raj. Thank you, as always. Always, always enjoy doing this. Anything you want to go ahead to plug to wrap up? Uh, Yeah, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. Tons of news. It's it's been super, you know, just super crazy. And uh, tons of interviews, too. We got exclusive interviews with Lillian Garcia, John Moxley, The Godfather, Damian Sandow, uh, Allison Munn, who co-stars with The Big Show on Netflix's uh, The Big Show show, Uh, Ethan Page, and Willie Mack, tons of others. So keep checking out WrestlingInc.com.
0: Good deal, Raj. Thank you very much as always and thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more. Thank you guys very much for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report with myself and Raj Geary. Check out WrestlingInc.com for the latest in news in professional wrestling and Feed Me More Nutrition, my all-natural supplement line available on FeedMeMore.com just for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. We're going to give you 20% off with the discount code SHOOTING20 at checkout. Just use code SHOOTING20 on FeedMeMore.com to save 20%. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. Feed. Feed. Me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Oh, Camille, yeah. running wild! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, give me the hell, yeah! Haha! <laughs>
1: yeah. Woo! Shooting place, restless report.